Welcome to Invasion of Privacy. I'm Kate Wolf. And I'm C.G. Erickson. And today we have Steve Marshall, comedian, here joining us. Thank you so much, Steve. Thank you for having me. I always, I never know how to begin the, when people talk. Yes, thank, thank you so much for having me. I'm actually very excited to be here. I'm not always that excited when I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that was a great, that was a perfect response. <laughs> <laughs> Steve and I did a show a couple weeks ago in like the Poconos area with a couple yeah. other awesome comics. And I was really anxious before I get nervous before, which you have now witnessed when you come with me. And I was just being really honest and Steve was being really honest back. And, you know, we kind of bonded over not just the anxiety, but the humanness. Like there are a lot of comics that can seem like robots almost like you don't get everyone kind of sharing vulnerabilities right before they go on stage and we had a, a good moment where Steve was like oh you're actually a human I was like you're a human yeah. <laughs> oh. well that's what made me want to come on today because I think a lot of look it, we all speak in generalities but even if you work a job a nine to five job if you have a corporate job if you're a school teacher not so much a school teacher, but we all have a face we put on. And sometimes I feel that comedians, uh, they put a game face on and, and, and you know, you go to acting school and you learn how to be vulnerable and you learn how to take your defenses down. And then you find people that once they're out of the acting class, they forget everything and put this wall up. And what's even worse is you and I were in, uh, we were, we were getting a very nice meal. <laughs> they gave us this little room, okay? And we're in the room and we're eating. And it was such a pleasure, Kate. You were like, oh my God, this is a real person. She's not talking about comedy. She's not talking about where she just got booked. She's not demeaning other comedians. And so I, you did have this great, you know what I mean? <laughs> Look at me here. I'm just a real person, you know? And I said, this is great. I'm like with another human being. You know, you don't have to put the game face on. First of all, you shouldn't put the game face, in my belief, unless you're playing a character like Steve Martin, the wild and crazy guy, unless you're Richard Lewis, which is, you know, uh, I have problems thrown in, I have fresh problems flown in daily. You know, you're playing a character. I think with the other comedians, you could just be more authentic when we're eating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was really good food. Um except Alan ordered the seafood risotto. Everyone else ordered like the really good yeah. beef dinner. And we were we, like, oh we my this, gosh. And he we ordered so this sad. beef dish. Now, usually comedians get like, sometimes when you're first starting out, which means you're for, at least when I was started, your first starting out meant the first 11 years. Now people are doing it three weeks. I'm headlining, you know, I'm headlining. <laughs> but you know, so the first 11 years, I had to eat off the comedy. Hi, CG. You had, and CG's relaxing me too. Isn't it nice just to see a gentleman in a t-shirt and just a, and just a trucker hat? You know, it's not even a baseball cap. You know, it's just like a trucker. And, and uh, you know, you, you kind of have, I'm kind of look, you kind of have the Errol Flynn mustache. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the stash, the stash is an accident. It's just, I get razor burn and then, so I stopped shaving for a little bit and then this stash, 
and it just ruins me with people. It just ru <laughs> ruins my social connections. He looks like the villain that ties the woman to the train tracks. Just naturally, that's how his facial hair grows in. It's no, you know who you, if I were cast you, here's who you are. You're the guy who when everybody is this, you know, in every horror movie, they have a person who says, I know who did it, but they never listen to that person. By the way, that would be me, all right? That's what I feel like in my whole comedy life. Nobody, in my real life, my real life, they're both real, but nobody believes me about anything. So I'm the, I'm the person who keeps saying, no, the bodies, I think the bodies are underneath there. And they say, no, he's such a nice person. And CJ, CG, CG, yep. you're the guy who believes me. You're the only yeah. guy in the movie who believes me. And then they kidnap me. I'm in the basement. You come to save me and you get murdered. Oh. Yeah, yeah. The, the nice guy, the one nice guy who you could trust. You know, yeah, that's you. He's wrong. He's got, he, because that person's not a strong person. So they get, they do end up getting killed. Well, I think you're a strong person, but you're so, you have an innocence about you. You're, you're real strength. You know, you're not this faux, toxic male strength. You know what I mean? And you're like, I think I hear screaming next door, you know? And I'm like, CG, CG. And Kate's like, Kate's like doing the, I don't want to make you doing the dishes, then I'll look sexist. You know, Kate, Kate is like, you know, uh, looking at the stock market, you know what I mean? Her portfolio. Because anything I say could be used against me. I right? like how you did that, though. <laughs> that was really good. That made her look really responsible. I like that. No, she is. She's very smart. So she's looking at the stock market. She's diversifying her portfolio. You're doing the dishes, you know? And you hear, yeah. CG, CG, you know what I mean? And you're like, eh, did you... Uh, Honey, did you uh, you were here? And she's like, I'm diversifying my portfolio, you know? And then, right. you know what I mean? And even the dog is like. Yeah, I don't think I would bust in to rescue anyone at this point. Like, I think I've been too jaded to want to like physically endanger myself. Like I would call, you know, 911 if I really heard things, but like I, I pretty much mind my biz mm. at this point, like almost in a negative way, because like, well, like that person would be done for. <laughs> yeah, I'd be, no, I would here, continue to would be, diversify my portfolio. Right, like I'd be, I'd be there. I hope CJ is home. CG is home, yeah. okay? Yeah. Right, and you would be like, I'm not getting involved. Meanwhile, like the guy's removing axes from his truck. You know what I mean? He's got right. miles of duct tape. You ever notice that whenever they catch them, they always have duct tape in their truck? Like these idiots, they always have duct tape. Put it in the glove compartment. Underneath right, this, right. you know what I mean. Well, it's so nice meeting you, CJ. Because you too, <laughs> you too. I've never been, I've never been complimented so well in my life. Because <laughs> you make me feel comfortable. You know, I'm not. I don't know. Maybe you're going to switch into a tuxedo. He could be like James Bond. <laughs> oh. Remember one? I think Doctor No. He pulls up in like a. He's got like a scuba suit on, and he takes it off. He's got a tuxedo underneath. You might. My, but but this relaxes me. Look, I'm just, I'm a working class kid. I'm a little Jewish boy from Flatbush, you know, public school kid, you know, all, I went to PS 217. Then I went to a maximum security junior high school, Ditmas, all right. Uh, it was so, did you guys, Kate, where did you grow up, by the way? We grew up in like the Philly suburbs, nothing crazy. And I'm a major fan of the Jews. I grew up there too. <laughs> That's where I met Kate. 
I went to a thousand bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs. Did you say, so, CJ, you're a major fan of the Jews? Yes. I just want to tell you that tonight's, tonight's broadcast <laughs> is brought to us by Strikes Matzah. That's right. Strikes Matzah. Strikes Matzah. Egg matzah. When you want to have breakfast, but you don't have time to make eggs, Strikes Egg Matzah. And it's so beloved, even CJ starts his day off with it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm full Gentile. <laughs> I would love me some egg matzah. I used to actually get high when I was a teenager. I used to get high and we had matzah <laughs> for some reason in our house. We had matzah, the salty kind. And I would right. eat, I loved eating it. I would just go, I would bring it up to my room and eat it while I was high. Just I this think, story. I don't know if that makes me strange you know, or what, but I'm I think, it. you know what, that's so honest. You know, that's so, because if a comedian were writing this as a joke, they would say, nah, don't say egg matzah. Nah, make it a bagel. You know, they're always changing the truth. You know what I mean? But I, here's the thing with here's the thing with matzah. Why I think it makes sense. You can eat a lot of matzah and it's only it's only like a hundred calories. And I think the salt, CG, even though I don't I don't do drugs. If you want it, I'm not making a commercial here. I don't I once had a girl snip Benadryl off my penis. I, uh, I, uh, I'm very Jewish, okay. <laughs> I, I always have antihistamines. In the summer, when, when I have sex, I have to be on the bottom because my sinuses have to drain. So there's a, there's a lot of things going on with me. Uh, but I'm going to use this, that because I like being on the bottom. I'm actually going to use that. I've never heard that before, but I'm going to start using that so I can always be on the bottom. You know what? I so are, nice. we allowed to, are we allowed to talk this way? We can go any direction. You look, yeah. anyone that invites me on their show, my my. You know, my introduction is he's not politically correct and he's not here to behave. So people invite me to do shows. And then afterwards they go, you weren't behaving. I, did you not see? <laughs> That's my intro. I'm not here to behave. My Twitter is at don't behave. My Instagram, be calm, don't behave. So what I usually do, CJ, I'm not leaving. I'm just, you know what? This is so nice to be with a couple. It's like, <laughs> you know, if somebody's tuning in and we don't talk, if we just quiet for a second, it's going to look like couples therapy. <laughs> But the truth is you're doing the therapy for me. I always find, and Kate, I just, oh my God, I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> CG, when, when I was, whenever I'm with a woman and I've been with women of all size breasts, am I allowed to say this? Am I okay Absolutely. saying that? Please. But whenever a woman, <laughs> whenever a woman is optic and she's voluptuous with her breasts, I always put them on top so I can stare at them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes I'm asked, you know, to be on the top. And so I do my duty. <laughs> I do my duty as a, as a man, <laughs> but do I like it? No, I like to lay back oh. and enjoy the scenery uh, and get the whole, and it's like, correction. it's all access to everything they got. It's the all access position. You get a lot of energy when I ask if, if I'm like, do you want to do it from behind? You, your energy levels are great for, for that. I, if, I feel she like, said, if she said, what, what do you a, think? What about a great couple. couple. What a great couple. They're so proud <laughs> each other. They, they ask, they just go, uh, honey, uh, if it's not too, you know, I, I don't want to force you. If you're in the mood, would you like to go from, would you like to do it from behind? And you know, <laughs> you know, as a matter of fact, I was thinking of doing it from behind. I didn't want to bring it up, but since you did, yes, I would enjoy doing it from behind. This is, this is very, 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 exactly. very, we're very polite. You know, we know. sometimes <laughs> when her energy levels are low, she say, you know, she tells me her energy levels are low. Maybe she could just lay on her belly. And I say, sure, you can, yes, you could do that. I actually, that's exactly the position I would have asked you to do. But then that insults me. Asked. When he says it like that, it's like, 
why were you like waiting for me to turn around? You know, like now it is couples. <laughs> why do you not want to see my face? No, I don't really care. But no, when, no, you that's when, heavy, so it, and when you're so enthusiastic, it makes me pause for a quick. Well, time. you should see my girlfriend and I. All right. Thank God she's not listening right now because I'm always in trouble. But it's like with us, it looks like where you guys are so like, oh, you want to do it from behind. And then there's a gracefulness. All right. When, when we change positions, it looks like we're moving furniture. All right. <laughs> it just is. There's no question. It's like, mm, help me. Mm, mm, help me. Help me. No, that side. Lower it. No, no, no. Turn it sideways. We get that's that's literally what it. <laughs> what it looks like now if you remember the movie american because i'm very stream of consciousness if you remember the movie american me which was about the mexican mafia with, with james edward almost okay if you remember that and that comes from another movie i'm more street than people realize I mean, people think i grew up like in a suburb i didn't i grew up, i went to public school i'm not one of these little I'm, I'm a little more street than people realize. I saw the original movie was Blood In, Blood Out. And it's about- That these, I saw, that, that one I saw. I that knew I loved you. I love this guy. I love <laughs> Can I switch into your frame and can you sort of interview <laughs> us, Kate? Yes, Blood In, Blood Out. It's about how the Mexican mafia was created and the head of the mafia, the Mexican mafia, he goes to prison when he finally gets out and he makes love to his wife, and this relates to what you're talking about, in order for him to enjoy himself, he has to turn her around and do her from behind because that's how it's done in prison. And nobody has ever mentioned that about this scene. I'm a major, I'm really into movies. I'm, I'm really, you know, so was that too much for us? No, no, listen, there's, a, there's a movie with Denzel where that happens. I forget what movie it is exactly, but Denzel Day, just got out. What was it? Training Day, the one he got the Academy Award, he plays the mean Not Training Day, no, no. Okay. It was- um, Was it Jaws, the one where, where he's in charge of the beach and, they, and the shark comes and, and then Denzel has to tell everybody, you know, hey, we got to close the beach down. And, oh no, that's not- There's a huge fucking shark out here. And they're like, all right, Denzel, you know, and he, yeah, that- that yeah, should yeah. have been There's there. a motherfucking shark. I know I'm all over. Is this okay, everyone? I just want you to have a good show. It's we can get another okay. guest. Is it too late to invite it's someone else? It's what we do. What you do is what we do. <laughs> it's perfect. Because I think this is how real people are when you when you when you don't have an agenda. You know, I was even uh, I was even I, I I watched or I read a little of your uh, Facebook, Kate, and I was reading something about something really impressed me. Uh, so I'm gonna try and say, so your son had wanted to go to some sort of uh, group thing where uh, he had wanted to go to this group thing. And I'm gonna try and say it as polite, you know, whatever. And at the group thing, there was a lot of masculinity going on in the group thing. And uh, the kids were being yelled at almost like a football coach, you know, yells at someone and supposed to prepare them to become men. And, and, you're talking Kate, you about said, the police academy. Yeah, oh, Oklahoma, oh, the grasses. <laughs> I'm trying to be very, I'm not pointing. You can say, I scared the shit out of them. I Listen, scared I'm the a, shit I out of them. I only point the finger at me. That's my whole act is about my weak, my flaws, my awkwardness, my, listen, if you want, listen, if you're a woman watching this and you want to yell at me, pick a number because there's plenty of women, including my girlfriend are online. It's like a deli counter. Number 33 to complain about Steve, go to the front of the line. And yet I'm, I'm a nice guy. Yes, well, what you said was, at the end, you said, 
nobody starts with my son. And I was like, I wish she was my mother. I wish, because my mother would have been like, beat the shit out of her. I mean, seriously. <laughs> um, my mother had no, no, you don't, she had no concern for me. Remember, I, I might've said that night, I stole a chocolate bar when I was eight years old from uh, Bohax. It was a big, large Hershey's bar. You shouldn't steal. I'm not saying you should steal, but my mother wouldn't get me anything. She wouldn't get me anything. So I stole it. I was probably starving also. And, uh, and she cornered me and she said, she found it. I hid it in my underwear drawer. And she said, Stephen, if you tell me the truth, I'll never punish you. And I didn't want to say anything. She said, Stephen, we'll give you one more chance. If you tell me the truth, if you're honest, I won't punish you. I said, yes, mommy, I did steal it. And she beat the shit out of me. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's when I began to find out, hmm, this telling the truth has consequences. <laughs> you got to tell the truth, but it has consequences. But if I had a mother like you, because you're the type of mother you're just the type of mother who takes, you know, I hate to use words that everybody uses these words like elephant in the room and low hanging fruit. I hate these fucking people that repeat, but you're like an advocate. I think you're an advocate for your son. Am I correct? Yeah, I, I'm an advocate for him. And this is going to sound corny, but other kids, because I feel the torture. I feel the torture as an adult of this world. And I think kids extra do. So um, in that particular instance, you know, you kind of know it where Shane asked to go to police academy camp. This was years ago. I took right, him. Not, and not, the, parents... not the movie with uh, Michael Winslow <laughs> making sounds. <laughs> the sound effects. Can you imagine that? But, hi, Mom, I want to go to police academy. And then he's just there. <laughs> I wish it had Yo, been that. That guy was a goddamn genius. We don't have anything like him anymore. Yeah, like you we don't, don't have any famous it. people who make just noises and shit. Jay Farrow, kind of. Yeah. Oh, Jay Farrow is such a, so, you know, we'll come back to Police Academy a second, Police Academy <laughs> 5, Your Son's Dilemma. But, so I got to meet uh, Michael Winslow just recently. He is the nicest, most oh. genuine, down-to-earth guy. And Jay Farrow is another guy who's just the most down-to-earth. These would be people we want to eat beef with us. <laughs> <laughs> So you're saying just in general, the guys who make crazy sound effects with their mouth are just good people. Just good. Probably, also good, in, so probably good in bed also. They're probably, since we're going to talk about sex today, it's not, they're probably also good in bed too. To oh yeah, this you. sound effect got to be fucking. Probably the truth. Yeah. I could see some young lady with Michael Winslow and he's in her lap and she's like, uh, do the lawnmower. I like the lawnmower. Do yeah. the lawnmower. Because <laughs> everyone that does sounds does this. <laughs> They all do that. They all do this. So you know, man. I hope this isn't too much about. Sex. I don't know if I, I don't know if everyone can do that. That was pretty impressive the way you just did that twice. I am fantastic, and this is I man to man. CG. I am fantastic at oral sex, and I'm I, I'm 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 no, you're secure. I'm your, the worst. <laughs> no no way. Not. I'm the worst ever. It's, it's good for comedy, true. Kate. Kate, it's good for comedy. You see, the Jewish woman. You have to realize, because I, I date a Jewish woman, you're an accoutrement to a Jewish woman. In other words, you represent her 24 hours a day. So you have to be great at everything. Even if you suck, you represent her. My girlfriend doesn't let me, my girlfriend doesn't let me say anything negative about myself. How am I gonna have a career? I mean, seriously, you've seen my show, Kate. She doesn't let me talk negatively. Like I'll say, we, I'll say, oh, you know, we argue, because I, I also do a little 
TV show type thing. And I'll say, we argue. And she goes, and she starts going, don't tell people we argue. And right then and there, the argument is on. Right. So, right. so I'm sure you're very good at it, but I, I did she'll not. She'll tell you I'm great at anything. Like you're, you know, no. like your girl, she'll tell you I'm great at everything. But um, what? can I, can I get you? I look up to you're a man great. who's great at oral sex. I look up to him. Hold on, I, I will say the one thing that he's not great, well, one of the things he's not great at is leaving, like knowing how to say no. If there's like peer pressure and everyone wants CG to stay somewhere, I have to be the bad guy, um, which it's almost comical how it happens. Um, cause like, I, I guess it's kind of funny to make me the bad guy. Cause I can easily be like, it's time to go home. And no, but like, I, saw that, with your like, son. Stuck, I saw that with your son. She's very, I can already tell you're very, look, again, if you're listening, if you don't like stereotypes, tune into some fake podcast. Okay. Cause we all use stereotypes. Some of them are positive. Jewish women are very strong. We grew up in a matriarchy, which means the Jewish women go to, not all, but they're entitled to go to college. Hey, they're even allowed to think for themselves. How about that? And very often, you know, I don't do anything. I can't do anything but this without, like I have to make an airplane reservation. I'm not kidding. She does it, right? You know, you know, my, my girlfriend does, does everything. So you're very lucky. Now, I just want to say if anyone else is listening, black women are great, Italian women are great, Chinese women are great, Catholic women are great, transgenders are great, transitioning people are great. By the way, I'm transitioning right now. I just want to get it out there. If you're easily offended, I'm transitioning. That's right. I'm going from I'm going from Jewish to white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. It's a slow process. Hey. Yesterday, yesterday I bought one golf club. <laughs> and uh, I'm starting to use the word super a lot. That's what I say. People ask me how I feel. I just go super. All right. And, and <laughs> no feelings. No feelings. I'm getting the white Anglo-Saxon. No feelings. How are you feeling? Super. You know, how did your heart, how did your, uh, how did your heart surgery go? Super, you know. And then uh, I'm also thinking today, I don't know if I'm ready for this. I might buy the large jar of Hellman's mayonnaise. I'm just thinking of it. <laughs> Now is that really see, see this this racism against Anglo-Saxon white people? I've never really heard it before because I'm one of them. And wait, I, now I'm a racist I, against white Anglo-Saxon? No, no, I kind of love it. So, so wait, oh, so I'm very uh, defensive, by the way. Can super, I just get it you out say there? Super a lot. <laughs> yeah, super. And you then get, a large you begin jar playing golf. You, you got to play golf. The biggest jar of Hellman's mayonnaise at at BJ's is in my refrigerator right now. So I don't know how you knew that. I thought everyone had that. I'll tell you. I thought, you know I thought I, why wouldn't you have the biggest jar of Hellman's mayonnaise? No, because Jew, very Jewish people, it's it's not kosher. If you uh, eat dairy, you have to wait an hour before you eat meat. Okay, so you have to, that sounds like a dirty joke, doesn't it, everybody? <laughs> if you If you eat, let's do it the reverse. It's even dirtier. If you eat meat, you've got to wait an hour before you do. That means... If you go down on someone and she's breastfeeding, you can't. All right, let's leave that alone. <laughs> yeah, now these are things I should know as I've been a, a friend to the Jews for a very long time, for many years. And I feel like that's stuff that I should have known and I did not know yet. And you well, know what? Yeah, he has been a friend to the Jews because he came to my bat mitzvah years ago and they forgot. What? He came to my bat mitzvah when I was 13 and they forgot to lift me up in the chair for whatever reason. And I was devastated. I got home, it hit me, no one put me up in the chair. 
So CG and There was about to be a major meltdown. I was about to have a meltdown. And him and my other friend, they lifted me up in the chair at my house. So he has been a huge fan and friend of the juice helping. <laughs> this is the weirdest. <laughs> I feel like I, are we are we on air, Israel? I mean, I don't I don't want to lose anyone here. For those of you that are not Jewish, I love Melba toast. OK, uh, I, white bread is great. Toasted or not toasted. OK, uh, <laughs> I, I, I love those little hors d'oeuvres they give you at the at the non-Jewish, you know, those little, they give you, a, you know, actually I don't because- Wait, the, wait, the pig in the blanket? No, the pig in the blanket, you can actually get at a probably reformed Jewish thing, right? I it love would have to be reformed. Blanket. Yeah, I like to, but what I notice is I have a lot of Italian and Jewish friends, Italian people and Jewish people, sometimes before they go to a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant wedding, they will stop off and eat because- they know there's not going to be enough food. <laughs> oh, that's oh my God, what's true. going yes. on? What happened? What's happening? Here? You know, this one had to grow up. He grew up in a very strict religious household and he had to go to these things. I guess then they were called Young Life, but it was like those teen youth church things. And we always laugh about it because they try to make them so cool. Like they really try to sell it to the teens. Like this is going to be so cool. And then there's like, Rocks They're like you and God Jesus. are gonna love it, <laughs> and then they sway back and forth and close their eyes and they hold hands yeah. and play the acoustic guitar, and then just looking back, it was such a weird cult, <laughs> such a well, weird, crazy cult that we were in. You know, but like I want to, I kind of like, I kind of like it. Yeah, the youth pastors were so good at convincing. There were some hot chicks there at times. <laughs> there were so you know until everybody figured out like, yo, this this place is fucking weird as fuck. And then, but up until then, they were selling it. They were selling it pretty good, man. Yeah, well, you know, I don't want to call. All right, again, I feel like I, <laughs> I just want to be strict. Listen, I'm just a little Jewish boy from Flatbush who likes to make fun. I just like to make fun of everything, including myself. Okay. But I have nothing against Christianity. I have nothing against, you're right. They always play the folk guitar. They never go, they never plug in. Remember when Bob Dylan went from acoustic to electric and everybody like hated him? Could you imagine if at one of these Christian type camps, if, if they go electric, it's going to be like, whoa, you know, they're going to, they're going to have a heart attack. I, that I, might be one of their next moves to recruit <laughs> the kids. They're like, guess what? Sold to Jesus, all electric guitar. And the kids are like, well, and they're like, come on. You got, and you convince the parents to come because the parents know they're safe there because you are not going to be getting laid. You are not going to be drinking. You're not going to be having fun of any kind. So the parents are all about, they're like, yeah, you kids are going to Young Life tonight. You know what? That, that would be a of great me. brochure, even for a synagogue, because you're not supposed to, listen. Do you really, listen, if you Christian kids were not getting laid, believe me, we Jewish kids were not getting laid. If you weren't getting laid, believe me, there was nobody having sex, including the rabbi and his wife, probably, okay. Uh, I did not, can I say get laid? I did not get laid till I was 20 years old. I grew up, I'll give a moment for you guys to look horrified. You know how no, he's not too far off. I'm not far. I don't he like to admit it either, but I was I was saving myself. He listened to the message of Jesus for and was something trying, special. He was trying to save himself until he had a girl, basically somewhat rape you. Hmm. Somewhat. I was into it, but I didn't want to <laughs> do mean, it. You got hard, married. but you no. Know, but so she, pop, she popped my cherry. Say, I'm so happy so to I, be. 
that you're having me on my final appearance in show business. We've covered every every buzzword. You know how they they put hashtag? Can you see? Yeah, you know, you know what I mean. The name of the show. Say the name of the show again, so everybody knows. It's called. It's invasion of privacy. And, and it is an invasion of privacy. <laughs> I, know, I know. It really is. You got the right it's guy. Gift. It's very <laughs> uncomfortable. I feel invaded. I'm invaded. You didn't know how uncomfortable it would be on you. But no, oh, yeah, that's what yeah. happens to everybody. It's like, a, it's like a finger. It's like a finger in the ass that you didn't know was coming. Invasion, invasion of privacy. Hashtag mayonnaise. Hashtag rape. <laughs> hashtag finger in the ass. Hashtag politely move to the back. So you know, there's it's a lot of great hashtags here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. Why are you guys? It's not my show. Why am I interviewing you? What? Are, why are you guys so open? You guys are so open. <laughs> Is that have other people told you that you're very I mean open. the thing is like we don't know much about like current events or like That's real- not true. <laughs> I have topics that, that I'm gonna she get. She does to. have a list of topics. Let me that, get to one of the but topics. You'll see actually. how little we know about them That's once true, we start. Though. We don't know very much but, about so them. I might, might some other- I might be I might not I might not know <laughs> go slowly okay. with me. That's what topic. we do. I do want to bring this up because we haven't podcasted in a couple weeks and there's a huge event going on. We don't have to get like too majorly serious about it, but I just want to say there's obviously, you know, Russia has, is invading the Ukraine, pretty big stuff. I'll just say it's kind of scary being possibly on the verge of a nuclear war. Like it's one of the worst things we want to avoid that like we've seen in a lot of movies, like worst case scenario. So I don't know how it's all going to play out. Biden just did just banned Russian oil and gas imports right. to the U.S. from Russia. Gas prices already, I'm sure, as you know, are like skyrocketing. But I think it's still a good move because it's some bullshit. All when- I'm saying is if we get nuked, I just want to get directly <laughs> hit by the nuke because I, I don't want to be a survivor in the nuclear <laughs> holocaust. I just want to make sure that it hits me hard as shit. <laughs> And then you, everybody else can clean up the mess after. Because I ain't trying to be a survivor. At, while Hashtag if we get nuked. <laughs> this is, I, I think, I, I, think I, I think I'm your relative or something because I've never felt so comfortable talking about things that we're not supposed to talk about. Today, today, all right. So today, talking about the Ukraine. Today, I, I and going back to Kate, where we began today about you made me feel so comfortable because you were so such a great, you were such a human being, you had, you know, no errors, no pretensions. So I wake up every day. And even if I have a good show, I always feel I didn't do good enough. I, I doubt myself, whatever. And I had some anxiety today, you and I both bonded over anxiety. And uh, so uh, I decided what makes me feel better, it's going to lead into the Ukraine. I know it doesn't seem like it. But I, uh, I like to have potato chips because they're salty, tying back into the matzah CG. And the salt kind of, I think, helps me with my low-level depression. So I take the crumbled potato chips because I'm a manorexic. I don't want to get fat. So I don't like to eat the whole potato chips. So I sort of crumble them up so I don't think I'm eating. And then I put them in ketchup and I dip my fingers in. Watch, this is what's disgusting, people. Not the sex, not the rape, not the, the oh my God, ketchup on potato chips. Now they're turning off, you know. So I'm eating that and I say, say to my girlfriend, you know, honey, I had some anxiety today. And I, I needed to eat something that would put me in a good mood because I'm, I'm, I'm going to be going on invasion of privacy. And, you know, I, I want to be authentic, but I want to be in a good mood. You know, I'm so excited to be on the show. And, uh, and, uh, and she turns to me and she goes, 
you know, there are people in the Ukraine that don't even have one potato chip. <laughs> in other words, she just used, she had no care. She had no <laughs> compassion for my anxiety. Right. She just totally, <laughs> she was totally like, there are people that only have one potato chip in the Ukraine. What are you complaining about? So yes, the Ukraine is a, is a total, what's going on there is absolutely wrong, but Notice how she used it in a personal way. By the way, my uh, grandma Greenberg came from Odessa, so I am part Ukrainian. As am I. My great-grandmother <clears throat> came from Odessa. Right. So, so that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. So my other relatives came from Newfoundland, so I'm half Canadian, half Jewish. I was circumcised with a hockey stick. There, we've got <laughs> jokes. Just, just in case you people find some of the topics too serious, <laughs> we've got <laughs> jokes. <laughs> Oh. What's the next? Is well, anything more? You know, look, Kate, you are such a. Can I explain to people? I take things very seriously, but at the same time, I then put a drop of humor in. I don't like to be all funny. I like to show respect. Um, uh, you know, again, if we focus more on peace and kindness, I mean, doesn't it just make sense? You're not supposed to go to war. I mean, when are we gonna? Now, can I be serious for a second? I mean, that's something everybody knows. You don't go to war, right? You don't invade in a, the more serious I get, the more Kate laughs. No, <laughs> it's true. It's like, it's, it's just like, so no, obvious to me too. It's like yeah, all it's these like, destroyed buildings for what? And like, why have we allowed Putin? Like, he just looks like a fucking weird mannequin. We already should have just- Oh, we're so getting bombed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I hope Putin doesn't listen come to invasion on. of privacy. Oh, he Putin, loves invasion of privacy. I'm See, telling my, you, my invasion of privacy. That's the title of what he's doing. That's what he's doing. That's probably it's probably called Operation Invasion of Privacy. Take over <laughs> Ukraine. Yeah. That's true. That's well, they true. have added a lot of censorship in Russia. People got arrested for protesting, and now they're like huge censorship things. So you know, and that's real. Who is a pussy? Putin's a pussy. He can eat it. I ain't scared of no Putin. It sounds I'm, like that. I'm mad scared. It of Putin. sounds like that Canadian. Hold on, I'm, I'm a little. Hold on. I'll take. I'm a little frightened. All right. I'm I mean, pretty, I'm pretty, pretty fucking I'm a little nervous. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. I was gonna take the manly approach to that, but like, I'm I'm very scared. Putin's not he seems, listening. He seems to the very podcast. powerful and very erratic. Okay, yeah. that scares me. Very erratic. Well, I think CG. That's a good quote. CG from Invasion of Privacy says, Putin, very erratic. You know, but yeah. what I'm saying is they're having all these meetings. They're having all these councils. I don't need a meeting or council to go, this guy's got a fucking screw loose. It's yeah. wrong. No, it's wrong what's going on. Yeah. Uh, and But you know what? This was built up by what's gone on in the world in the last 10 years. Just like your son was being shown how to be a toxic male and to not have feelings. When you don't have feelings, you see, I read this a few years ago that the average person, believe it or not, can't take a gun and kill someone, the average person, all right? If you put them in the army, it's not so easy to take the average person and say, here's a gun, kill someone. So they have to dehumanize the enemy by using, you know, when we did Vietnam, nasty Asian slurs, whatever. So there's all this dehumanization that we've seen in the United States the last couple of years with certain political groups, with women. Women are always being dehumanized. So when we look at the, the big picture, the macro, 
is Russia with Ukraine and Russia dehumanizing the Ukraine by saying they're Nazis. But really, this de I, I live in a more uh, personable world, which means I look at how it affects us with our next door neighbor. How much dehumanization has been going on in the last 10 years at just your local bullying with your kids in school, which contributes to dehumanization at the level Putin's operating at. I hope that made some sort of sense. Yeah. I mean, the cheesiest thing I can say that's real is make art, not war. It's my mom had posters of that uh, growing up and we need to learn how to deal with our feelings and how to deal with conflict in general. And we're like elementary schoolers collectively on figuring this out. And it's like, you know, we can move on to happier topics. I just wanted to at least address it. So I don't No, no, you know what? Back. I never, Kate, I mean, you know me even on, uh, when I do shows, I don't back away from anything because I think you, you as, as silly as I could be at times, you have to live in the real world. And if you don't look at things that are negative, you can't solve them. You can't simply put on your game face when you're in the, in the, in the green room eating with the other comedians. No, I think it's great to talk about. I think it's great to show people that real human beings talk about everything and we're vulnerable, we're silly, but we're also serious. So I, I'll go in this direction. If you want to go further, I'm, I'm all for it. CG Which is what scares it. me is like, once I got older and like became an adult myself and realized that I'm not, not any different from when I was fucking nine years old. Like I'm still, <laughs> I feel like I'm just a grown ass kid. Now mm -hmm. I just have to do more shit that that's basically it and so i used to think once you are grown up like grown-ups are on top of shit they don't do anything crazy they don't do anything mm -hmm. like you know they're, they're holding things together like if you were a powerful person you obviously were extremely responsible and but then but then i found find out with you know as i grow up like everybody's a fucking grown-ass kid <laughs> like everybody who's running anything important too and so i'm like this shit could all blow up like well you know what but that's the you're really true because i remember rodney dangerfield they asked rodney uh well now you're famous and you get respect and you had a bad childhood so you must be over it and rodney got very quiet and he dropped the character and he just went no man you never get over your childhood mm -hmm. so in other words who you are as a child i think that's that's very profound what you just said, because in a way you're seeing Putin throw a temper tantrum. And all of us have had a boss that's thrown a temper tantrum. So I think CG, this is very important. What you just said is that, you know, no matter how somebody dresses up, they may look like an adult, but how many times do they behave like an infant? Yeah. Right, right. And Putin seems really jealous of Zelensky. He was a comedian. And I found this out when the war happened. I didn't know about Zelensky, but he was this, you know, he's a charismatic guy. He once was a comedian. And I think something about that also rubs Putin the wrong way, his charisma, because as he was like bombing the Ukraine, he was putting out weird videos on TikTok trying to be funny. Um, it was just the oddest yeah like a, a young place in him that was jealous and wanting attention and it's like well that's yeah, the thing about that's the thing about this crosses over into comedy now the nature of being a comedian invites jealousy because as a comedian you're not in a scene with other actors you're not in a movie as a stand-up you're standing on stage by yourself 
So the nature of it, yes, it is egotistical. Do I have a part of me that's egotistical? Absolutely. Am I, I love comedians that try and say they're not looking for attention, right? <laughs> they're standing by themselves, talking to people that have to keep quiet, but they're not looking for attention. So that's gonna bring <laughs> jealousy. The next thing is, of course, Putin is jealous because, you know, in, in, in the, let's say in the 1970s or 1960s, everybody wanted a guitar. Everybody wanted to be a rock star. But now everybody's a comedian. Everybody's a comedian, okay? Kids are, kids are in the crib to go, they're going to their first pre-show, you know? And uh, so Putin, of course, Putin probably goes, I wish I could be funny. <laughs> and, and, and humor, the psychology of humor, without quoting too much Freud, but the psychology of humor is it's kind of a dominant thing when you're telling jokes. It's an aggressive action psychologically, some people believe. That's why when a woman tells jokes, when you're a, I always say a comedian who's a woman, not a, not a female comedian. I think you have to say a comedian who is a woman. That makes it equal. But when a woman is telling jokes, especially men can be very, uh, I don't want to be trite, but it's because it's aggressive. And sometimes men have a hard time. Boy, look how I backed this out of Putin into comedy. But it's, it, it's very, the act of telling jokes is, it, is seen as dominant and aggressive, and Putin wants to be dominant and aggressive. Is, is that uh, ring a bell at all? Yeah, I think, I think he wants to be dominant, aggressive, and just deep down, loved and well-liked. I think that's the bottom of Oh, wow, all that, of it, that's right? something I haven't heard. Wow, that's, so you really think he wants to be loved? I think deep down every human, when you're born, a really vulnerable baby, you want connection, you want to be held, you want to feel safe. And when you don't get that throughout your childhood, we're still grown-ups, like CG was saying, you know, aching for that. And then we go about different ways. Some people find healthy ways to find that. No, I know. I know exactly what you do. I was so he, I became a comedian. I could have <laughs> become the head. I could have become a dictator and tried to destroy another country. So be glad everyone that I'm making these ridiculous jokes because otherwise I'd be invading your territory. Because <laughs> I'm desperate for love. No, so that's a beautiful <laughs> thing. I, I had a girlfriend who once said to me, she said, Steve, I truthfully believe that everyone is looking for love. And you're the second person I've ever heard say, it. believe it only two people, that everyone is looking for love. I 100% believe that. I've had people disagree, like even, the biggest gigolo dude, like dude who works on Wall Street, snorts coke off of strippers' asses every night. I think even that dude wants love. And I've said it to certain dudes like that. And they're like, no, I love, like, why would I want to fucking settle down? It's like, because we want to be seen. We want, most people are wearing masks. We want to know that who we actually are is lovable. And you also get the best sex, I think, when you're comfortable. Like if you don't really know a person's body, it's a little more like, Ugh, you know, when you get, when you love someone and you get to know their body and, and trust them, I think even that just gets to other levels. So I think deep down, everyone. Uh, guess what? It. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> Without giving away my sexual proclivity. All right. Sounds like it could be. <laughs> I mean, I'm also a woman, so I know men, some men view sex differently. You know, he, he says he's not good at going down on women. He is. And he also had a summer of 99 
where he was in Cape May as a lifeguard and he was saving himself at this time. Saving myself for marriage. So the older lifeguards taught him he had to go down on every girl he made out with. They said, you have to start practicing for your wife. <laughs> and then, I said, you know, so they were like, why don't you just start practicing, you know, going down on chicks? And I was like, oh yeah. Cause I used to, you know, I used to get a lot of dates and go make out with chicks on the beach and stuff. But my, the other lifeguards were getting laid. And then, so, you know, they were like, so like, how does it work? Like, you just like, you make out with them and you touch their boobs and then you, you leave. And I was like, yeah. And, you know, they, they said, you gotta, you gotta do something else. You gotta try to at least hone your skills. And then I accepted and I said, you know, they were the older lifeguards and they knew what they were talking about and they were in college and stuff already. And so I, I accepted that that was my duty that summer. And so, you know, I meet a chick, we just, you know, kiss for a second and, and then bam, like that, you know, there was, there was no, there was very little wait time before I went to do my duty. And then, you know, just do that for a little while and then jump up and bounce. You know, and that's how there. he got good. So he acts like he isn't, but he went through training. No, he's, very, he's very, CG is, uh, I, look, I, I can tell a good guy. I can't tell a good woman. I've been tricked many times. No, I used to begin every date, the first date, by saying, how are you going to ruin my life, <laughs> all right? <laughs> and uh, seriously, but a guy I can tell right away because when I meet a guy, I'm a guy, I know all the tricks and I would, I would, I approve of you dating CG, okay? I approve, but um, I find that very interesting. Also the fact that, you know, that sometimes there needs to be a lot of foreplay, but sometimes, you can just go from the kissing, like, you don't have to be like, you know, 100 Mississippi, 99 Mississippi, 80, you know what I mean? You could just kiss, 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 and then surfs up, as you kids would say at the beach. Yeah. Surfs up, yeah. Exactly what we'd say about it. Yeah. You know, I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know how to do oral sex because oh, I was- I didn't either that whole summer. <laughs> I was just, I was just going, you know, off the, off the yeah. car. You go off the, but you listen for like little feedback. If you hear, uh, you know, you do that, you know what I mean? That's why it's important for the woman to give the feedback very quickly. Because if I do something and you like it, don't wait till I've moved on to something else. Then you go, huh? Now I'm doing the thing you don't like. You have to do it. Right. When I do, blah, 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 blah. you have to go, huh, 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 huh. Don't wait right. for me to go, blah, 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 blah. all right, anyway. It's very confusing. And I never figured out the language. <laughs> so now I'm just poking and prodding around down there. That's I don't, not you know. Just wandering he's around. He's so humble, okay? Let him, he's so humble. So the first time I learned everything out of a book, I was an academic. Before nice. I got my degree smart, <laughs> I learned what? I learned everything. I was good at math. I was good at biology. You know, I had high marks in school, but I never, so everything, my parents spent no time with me. I threw a ball like a girl because my mother showed me. My parents did nothing with me. So. I never had a book on how to have sex. So I learned everything. So the first time I went south, okay, it was total improvisation. And the young lady started enjoying it. And in my head, I was like, yes, there's finally something I'm a natural at. I was, I took to it like a duck to water. If that's not the worst oral sex analogy ever. But I, I did, I was, I was very good at it. Plus, as you know, Jewish guys are great at oral sex because it's all you can eat, it's free. <laughs> <laughs> And when we were younger, we were stamp collectors. <laughs> and now back to the Ukraine with this breaking news from Kate Wolf. <laughs> I'd be the worst news reporter because I have ADD 
and I don't know anything really about it. Any well, news? You I do know about, news. I have been keeping up to date with the war situation, just because also like, even when you go on TikTok, people from the Ukraine are uploading actual videos from there. So you really get to see the horrors. And uh, yeah, my heart, I'll, I'll just end by saying my heart is with Ukraine and also the Russians that are not with Putin, you know, because they're also being harmed. So, you know, I, I do think prayer moves mountains. So um, as well as other things, of course, but I'm praying and hoping that we don't go to a nuclear war because that is just the most fucked up thing that shouldn't happen. And that hopefully we don't have leaders that are sociopaths or psychopaths, really. Um, My advice you know. is just like whenever, whatever city they, you know, they go on the news and tell you to evacuate, run toward the center of that city because it's going to be much worse if you don't get a direct hit and you just live in the aftermath. That's my advice to the listeners. But wait, we've watched all these movies about the aftermath. <laughs> Don't we know what to do? They're horrible. They're all horrible. Listen, like, I went to school. I went to public school in Brooklyn, New York. And what they told us to do in public school, you put your hands like this and you lower your head under your desk. So that's, <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. Atom bomb prevention. <laughs> yeah. Now, you know, we are, we are being a little silly. But that's because uh, that's what we do. We're funny people. But in all seriousness, uh, we can't have a nuclear. We can't have that. We just can't have that. And to me, it should be so obvious. You don't start wars. You don't invade countries. And I think you said something very beautiful, Kate, which is you and I and many people, we're not for revenge. We're not for the death of Ukrainians. And we're not for the death of Russians. Uh, nobody should be suffering. I mean, that's the thing with wars. People don't understand that even those Russians that are dying, their fathers, their mothers, they have children. This is, you know, they, they make them out because you can't see their faces. Again, dehumanize them. But, but this is a, there's very real human consequences, which, which people, you know, because everybody says, oh, just kill. People are so aggressive today with their language. And that brought me to the other thing you just said about prayer. What's wrong with praying? Everybody bought the book, The Secret. Well, The Secret is really manifestation is just praying, all right? Um, if you're in the hospital and something's wrong with you, you start to have positive thoughts. I'm going to survive. I'm gonna, that's praying. Uh, if you're going to get a heart transplant, the first thing they want to know is how positive you're at. You know, because people today love being negative. Believe me, I do it to be funny and because it's a cultural Jewish thing. But basically, I am it's a funny positive as shit. What? <laughs> it's funny as shit. Yeah, so I get well, it. I, I, I can't help it. But Jewish people, they don't, you know, you see the glass half full, half empty. They don't even see a glass. Okay. <laughs> there's, not even, there's not even a glass. There's not a table. You know what I mean? Just a check. Uh, but uh, but having a positive frame of mind, if you're going to get a heart transplant, they're not going to give you a heart transplant. So it's so easy for people to be sarcastic. I think sarcasm is the easy way out. I think not Use it all the time. <laughs> Easiest way out of everything. I love it. Yeah, people are so... I like that. Uh, what's this? What is that? <laughs> that was me, my quick out from the sarcasm. 
That was the sound effect it made when I dart out of the room. He well, if you were, if you were... with me and I, it never hits. And like, for some reason he keeps doing it and like, it never works. I feel like <laughs> one day she's going to get it. Like we're, we're around each other. She, all, all right. Time. First of all, she's immune to it. All right. She's <laughs> built up some sort of, you know, you know, ever heard this thing. It, it's kind of trite because a lot of people said, if you put a frog in boiling water, the frog will jump out. But if you put a frog in warm water and slowly increase the heat, the frog gets used to it. So that's what happened with you. She's used to your sarcasm. You started off slowly. You turned it up a little more. Now she's so used to it, she's not jumping out of the pot. You can't even get a reaction out of her with sarcasm. Mm -hmm. What am I? Wait a second. No, Jerry, she I'm, doesn't get it. If you're watching, I'm ready to be the marriage ref. If you're looking for someone to be the marriage ref, all right. I would have gone with the striped shirt. I know it's corny, but I think it's funny. I would have got in between you guys. You know what I mean? All right. You know what I mean? I think it would have been funny on the marriage. Now I'm just crazy again. If the marriage rep, did you ever watch wrestling in the old days? They would hide a silver dollar in their trunks. And then they would take it out when the ref wasn't looking and rub it in the person's eyes. Yeah, yeah. They used to have all those yeah. dirty tricks. Yeah, with, with awesome the and then they would go like this. They'd hide it in their trunks, the audience. And then they'd go like this. I think that would have been funny in the marriage ref. If, 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 the, if the woman, when the ref wasn't looking, like Tom Papa's not looking, she just sort of, uh, she goes like this, Tom, over there. And then she starts gouging his eye. <laughs> I really like the ones as well uh, of, you know, old wrestling when the referee, you know, he, he had to hit the mat three times with his hand. And yeah, yeah, one, he had to go three times, two, right. And then somebody knocked out the ref. And then it's just <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. what do we do now? Now they're just fighting and the ref's out cold. <laughs> and then they go try to pin the person they should have won. The ref's still out cold. I liked when it got into that. That era was one of my favorite eras. That was when <laughs> the knocked out cold referee. Oh, okay, yeah. So that was one your of your buddies not, not the Byzantine era, all right? Not the Carolingian era, right? <laughs> the Corinthian. That's your favorite era, right? Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> Of wrestling, just one of your buddies needs to run in with a steel chair and fucking dome piece the uh, the ref, and then he's out for for ten. Dome minutes. piece, dome means hit him in the dome, right? Dome piece him. Uh, yeah, I kind of made that. It's not exactly right. Somebody who really knows slang would know that I just butchered that. No, no, you have a great you have great ways of putting. I love this. You should use this. And are you a comedian also, CG? No, no. I All think right, you should be, but. Yeah, no, 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 no. I just um, and also I love this for sarcasm. <laughs> you know, being a wrestler, I know we're all over the place, but then again, it keeps. I hope it keeps the people watching. I love know. talking about wrestling. Did you see Mickey Rourke? I know, and you could see. Did you see Mickey Rourke in the Wrestler? Okay. You know what? I didn't, and I have to because he's amazing. I love Mickey Mickey Rourke in movies. Even though he's a big meathead, he can act his ass off. He can be yeah, like deep. Great deep parts too like as like a muscle head dude so yeah, like because i need the wrestler watch. is yeah. dangerous even though even though it's acting and there's supposedly a script but that's like saying that's like being a stuntman all right that's like being you know it's funny i just saw the movie hooper with burt reynolds i so miss burt reynolds all right i all right my favorite era the burt reynolds you know i like him i like him when he was like sitting sideways in cosmopolitan all hairy with just a little uh <laughs> something over his whatever schmeckle. And I like that, but he was a stuntman. I think he did stunts and the movie, that's like saying being a stuntman, even though it's scripted, it's so dangerous. And being a professional wrestler, you know, what is it, WWE? It is so dangerous because you can't plan how to hit somebody. You know, it can go wrong. 
So it looks very, very dangerous. All right. Do you have a wrestling name by any chance, CG? CG could be a good wrestling name. Siege. I don't, I have never been a wrestler, <laughs> but I've been a big fan of I the would drama. be Steve the Bar Mitzvah boy. <laughs> that would be awesome. I Steve think I want to be the destroyer. I would when I when I pin the guy, when I pin the guy, I would stand up and go, today I'm a man. <laughs> yeah, that's dope. That's dope. <laughs> You better reel this in, Kate. You better. Uh, well, take I liked more. I liked how how Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, had a bodyguard, who just but the bodyguard was a lot smaller than him. He was the professional wrestler. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And he had his little bodyguard Vir Virgil walk out with him whenever he came out. But like he was the one beating ass. Like Virgil stayed out of the. What the fuck is going on? But it's just it's supposed to be how rich he is. His fucking butler comes to his matches with him. I thought that was the shit. Hey, if there's anybody, we have so many references today. There's got to be, it's like a buffet. Invasion of privacy is a buffet. There's got to be something here you're enjoying. Do you ever think about that when you're doing the show, guys? Yeah. Is the audience enjoying Variety for everyone. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's why it's usually just piecemeal. And also because we're highly uneducated about anything that's going on in the world. It's really. It really works out great most I of the research, time. I research, though. Like, I've been really reading about the you Ukraine Google Russia. And you read the first line of Google, and Bro, you're like, that's I on the list. I have been researching the Russia-Ukraine conflict, though, because yeah, it's important, yeah. because I don't want to get nuked. But he has been saying I don't want to get nuked. No, this is what he says, though. He, he, it's along the same lines, where he's like, I don't want to be nuked and survive and then have this guy named Orville bring me to his home like while he's missing limbs and like baby feet, feed him like feed baby, baby oh my god this show is horrific <laughs> oh, no, and he's being fed like like with a little leaf like a plastic exactly. Orville, and Orville said you know. baby eat baby food Orville's like a little simple and he thinks yeah. we're babies when really we just lost all our limbs and we're like right. Orville we're not babies and he's like baby eat baby food you can't convince Orville so. but you can't run away because you don't have any appendages I was just thinking of the horror <laughs> show that would happen <laughs> I was just thinking I'm not a baby though. I've lost my limbs you know you have very little baby arms these are not little baby arms they're no arms and Orville's simple he's a very big man yeah, but he's a yeah. good caretaker he's, he's like simple. Fred Ziffel from Green Acres remember Fred Ziffel you know, like yeah. Fred's Arnold Ziffel the pig's father he's like hey uh, CJ there uh, <laughs> you're Oh, you got you have little baby arms there. You know? <laughs> um, before we wrap up, I do want to say in terms of that era, you know, I feel like the 90s is kind of your era because he's been looking, he's a tall dude and he's been looking for shorts or jeans, whatever. And it's like all of the cuts now are like the slim cut. Like right. he, he's been looking for like the older kind of the way they cut where it's a little looser on the leg, like- right. That's where I think you're also a 90s guy of like just just the fit of things. So like we're back like, into errors now. That's where we're at. We're back. I just want to make well, sure where we're at. So yes, we're, into, we're back so in like, errors because it just we went looking for shorts the other day, and most of them were like booty shorts for dudes. And it's yeah, like if yeah, you want to like, wear it's booty like a lot shorts, of thigh, you go show ahead. A lot of thigh or like they're but, crazy tight. Yeah, they're crazy tight. I was getting trying to get some cargo shorts. <laughs> coming out of there looking like ridiculous. <laughs> Just ridiculous <laughs> to me i don't to know him, what the kids like are the wearing but, fit, but like, no, no, but i i play basketball so i wear them basketball shorts down almost to my knees you know what i mean yeah. you know fairly with a lot of room it's so funny uh 
you know you're a couple when when your when your future wife says uh, we we went shopping right we went shopping for shorts the other day that's the same thing if I if I say with my girlfriend if I say your house she goes our house <laughs> okay so no, how tall are you CG six four no you're six five or six six. Yeah, I, I keep know. telling him who, who goes to the doctor you. and gets their height after they're fucking 16. I did everybody. When's the last time you've had a checkup? They, I don't mind my height. I might and I, I really tease my hair up because with, with my hair teased up, I'm five, nine and three quarters. Nice. Yeah, no, um, dude, the doctor doesn't fucking check my height. He's I don't tall. know. I go to doctors. He's tall. I feel like they haven't checked my height since I was 16. He's trying tall. out for the wrestling store. I climb them like a jungle gym. <laughs> yeah. Are tall, what's she's the, like, what's she's the like deal? a little yeah, Reese's monkey <laughs> oh yeah she kind of like yeah yeah and I like kind of have to swat her away <laughs> nothing happens to Michael Winslow I'm ready to I'm a, I'm a you are pretty good I'm not going to lie to you that, that's, <laughs> I just like having fun now Kate what's the deal I want to do a video real quick where it's you doing the side, this, the effects, and then right next to him doing the effects. So it's you, clip of you. Oh no, clip oh him. no, Michael Winslow is great. No, you know what? That's I'm what, no, that's why I think we're fucking hilarious. No, 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 Michael Winslow is great. I'm very respectful. I'm not a competitive person. You know, I'm not competitive. You know, I am on the basketball court, you know, or uh, I've even boxed a little, but uh, believe it or not, uh, I'm not who people think I am. I'm just, you can be a kind person and still have your definition of masculinity. And that's kind of where we began today. You need to make your definition of masculinity, not allow other males to define your masculinity because I boxed, I fought full contact in the ring. And yet look at me, I'm so silly and, and so goofy. So I get to pick, I can be, the, I can be a nice, kind, warm hearted guy who, who uh, don't fuck with me. <laughs> and more to make yeah. fun of you. Like if you juxtapose your, he was kind of teasing you in a sense, just that it would be a good video for no, your sound No, effects. I think That's it's, <laughs> no, they sound really good to me right now. And I'm like, dude, they're the shit. But then oh, I think actually, if we did a video where it was right next to the actual guy, we'd be like, you oh, would see he's, he's the shit. <laughs> no, he's, oh, you're right. It was he to me. I didn't shit. even see it. This is how CG fools you. He becomes your best friend and then he demeans you. And then you go, well, that's been our show. And then I don't get a rebuttal. <laughs> Should I do the bong? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Even though I don't do drugs. You never smoke ever? No, no. And I'll tell you, I can't because you've seen my show and you people who have seen me for the first time have seen me here. Okay. Can you imagine if I drank or I smoked or did, they would say, oh, he's doing it because of drugs. He's doing it because he's drunk. I have to show people that this is just naturally me. I'm this way when I'm happy. Mm. And if you really see people are not stiff, people are not stiff. If you really watch people, the reason maybe they take drugs or they drink is so they can get loose. All right. But when I'm happy, I'm so I'm, so, I'm just so happy to be here. I'm, awesome. I, you know what? This is the first podcast I've ever done where I actually feel it's not a podcast. I feel that I just was like, honey, I'm going to call Kate 
in CG, all right? And then I'll be off in a second, you know. Oh, why don't you use your phone? Nah, you know, we'll do it on Zoom. I like to see them. Yeah, I, I, I don't even feel we did a show. Is that good? I hope that's good. I hope that's I, good. I think that's not good for our <laughs> listeners, but it's fantastic for no, us. No, it is. And then, like, know, this is, but this is what we do. It's a comfortable, do. it's like, it's like a hang. It's like let, letting the conversation flow. Yeah. You get real thoughts. If, so. we, if we hang out with just some funny ass people and just it's a few funny ass people People hanging out it's going to be a funny show yeah and, and i talked also, about real shit important shit you yeah, know without definitely. like we're serious about the ukraine we're serious we're not we don't believe in war we're serious we're very we don't want to see russians or ukrainians die and and go home in body bags to their families you know what i mean we understand the problem right now with the price of gases the uh, gases this is a very serious problem i mean, california it might be almost six dollars but who cares it, you know, the price of things also, we're so busy watching TV, seeing people, the lifestyles of people that, you know, whenever you watch these shows like The Bachelor or whatever you watch, they're all, they all have great clothing and they all have Louis Vuitton purses. Oh, gorgeous. Gucci belts, you know. Gorgeous but, people. But, but, the, but there are also people that have very expensive clothing. But the people that really are hurting are the people that are the working class. The working mothers that maybe don't have a, a living husband that are supporting three children and themselves, uh, men who have maybe gotten divorced and are living by themselves, who, who don't make $150,000 a year. I mean, we don't see enough of those people. And the price of gas, because in New York City, we can take a subway or a bus, but in many places, I just got back from Milwaukee. You know, I do something called Comedy for Peace. I just got back from Milwaukee. Nobody walks the streets. They all drive in Milwaukee, okay? I just got back from uh, Columbus, Ohio and Ohio State. They all drive there. So this is a very, we're being very real about things, but I'm quite sure of this. Something in our childhoods, in order to deal with pain or in order to deal with serious topics, we became funny. Listen, my father passed away when I was 15. He was very sick for many years. And my grandmother had Lou Gehrig's disease. All right, I'm going to make the joke. Still, she hit 250 in her last year at bat. But her base stealing went down. That's to be expected. But she really was. She had Lou Gehrig's disease and passed away. So my way of dealing with serious things was not some people like my sisters like this. We don't watch the news anymore. We, they just ignore. My way was to see that my father was going to pass away. And he did when I was 15. To see that my grandmother was slowly losing use of all her limbs. My way was to face it, see the seriousness, and then not to be disrespectful, to make a little joke, because that made it easier for me to deal with things, but not to look away from things. So today, for me, invasion of privacy, this is the way I grew up. We're, we're going to deal with serious things, but we're also going to laugh. So no, uh, I yeah. think it's one of the most difficult things to do. If there's pain in this world, and then you can spin it into enjoyment for some people a little bit. Without happiness. negating it, though. In other words, what you didn't see us do today, and I see all the time comedians, they make irresponsible. You can joke about anything if there's humanity. But to do something that's malicious, mm -hmm. to just do something trite about the Ukraine, you get what I'm saying? We're still being very respectful, and we understand this. Everybody, you know, here's another thing. Like, like you said, uh, CJ, you were alluding to it before, like everybody has the little kid in them. And I said, everybody throws a tantrum. Everybody's endured pain. I don't care how much money you have. Sometimes maybe the pain you has had as a child drove you 
to accumulate all that money. But everybody has pain. Who doesn't have pain? Yeah, and all different kinds of pain too. Because, you know, whatever pain you're more familiar with kind of shapes you a little differently. Like, yeah. So, but yeah, yeah. I agreed. Um, by the way, we're going to have to wrap up soon. I feel like I'm being a party pooper. You're but, being a no, you're not. You're doing, right, you're doing the right thing because I would stay, I would hang with you guys another couple of hours and I don't want to. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to wrap yeah. it up. But no, I agree. I think every topic imaginable, you can find the light in if it's done with still respect, you know, but anything I think, yeah, you can absolutely make it funny, bring the light to it. But yes, when some people completely negate it, it feels wrong in my soul. And I'm like, okay, everything is up for what's the, what's the phrase up for grabs or whatever. But as long as you can actually still do it with grace, in my opinion. So I do think that's important. And I just want to say thanks for coming on. You're such an entertainer, isn't it? Like, because we've had we didn't obviously have to do shit. Yeah. We didn't have to do shit the whole time. That was the best podcast ever. I thought I had to go to work for an hour. I didn't do shit. I, I'm I'm mutually embarrassed and sort of happy, but I am a little embarrassed also. No, it was great. It was so entertaining. Was awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. It's yeah, it's like going along for a ride. It's it's kind of like now I know what it's like for a girl to go on top. And <laughs> <laughs> That's, can, I put that, can I put that in? Uh, Kate Wolf says about Steve Marshall's personality. Now what I now I know what it's like to be a girl and go on top. Kate Wolf. <laughs> Invasion of privacy. <laughs> Now it sounds kind of insulting, but I meant it as like no, an no, enjoyable. No, <laughs> you know, you know, I, I even though I get, I, I hope I get laughs, and you've seen me get laughs, but I am, I do want to entertain people. I, do, I really, I don't, yeah. I'm not insulted by somebody saying, and and I, I've always been this way. So this is just what I'm. No, happy. I think it's what you're supposed to be as a comedian. You're an entertainer, and some people lose the like fun, charismatic part, but. I don't think you can separate it. That's not the kind of people I like to watch. I like to watch funny people who have that showtime quality too, like they grab you. So I was just trying to say it was enjoyable. No, it's, it's a compliment <laughs> because I, I love, I'm so lucky, you know, I, I left a job in accounting. I had a job at Price Waterhouse. So I, some of the things I always say, I have the right to talk the talk because I walked the walk. Mm-hmm. I walked away from money. I walked away from a very high prestige job because I wanted to do something I love. And like accountants, it's not that accountants are not funny. They're probably a million laughs when they're not auditing or doing taxes, but you're just not allowed to misbehave like we did today. <laughs> you know, you can't, you can't say, you know, you can't be like doing an audit and going, you know, you know, I remember when I was going down on a chick and, and CJ's like, uh, excuse me a second, did you did, bring me the, uh, the taxes from uh, 2017. <laughs> yeah, when I was a lifeguard, they told me I really should go down. Oh yeah, really? Hold on a second. I just have it. Does anybody have the cash account? Uh, where's the petty cash account? So this allowed me to really uh, uh, be myself. Am I allowed to say my? Uh, am I allowed to say my social media? Yes, I was going to oh, say. Please, please oh, yeah. say. Now, please let everyone know where they can find you. Any upcoming shows? All of it. So I, uh, you can find me on Twitter at don't behave at D-O-N-T-B-E-H-A-V-E. Also, when you look at that Twitter account, you will see that it says love versus hate. And this is something I've been talking about for over 10 years. And I was telling people I saw this coming. 
I'm also on uh, Instagram at become don't behave <laughs> b-e-c-a-l-m don't behave and it's been my philosophy that i i sort of came up with a philosophy that of uh because growing up i i had to behave i had to get good grades i went to temple and it's the right thing i had to be polite and i and i and i had to get good grades and then when it came to my social life i was so well behaved nobody invited me to any parties and that's part of the reason that I didn't have sex till I was 20, because I was so well behaved. I said, don't invite this guy. And then I learned that I wasn't being myself. This is for better or for worse. You could for better or for worse, everyone. This is me. This is this is how I am. And that's what it means. Don't behave. Be yourself. And as I said to you, Kate, when we did the gig at Shadowbrook, I said, Kate, you can only be yourself. And it took me a long time. Uh, if some people don't like it or some people are embarrassed by it or some people, you know, I really don't mean to hurt anyone's feelings, but I can only be me. So at least give me some respect for that, that I came on as myself. Oh, most definitely. Definitely. But I want to say to like the murderers out there, don't be yourself. <laughs> yeah, the really bad people. You know, chill, chill back on that. That advice is for regular, pretty good people. For the other people, you know, chill back a little bit. Try to kind of mask your behavior if possible. <laughs> True. Yeah, only some people have the right to fully be themselves. But... I like when you're yourself. Yeah. I like him. But I'm worried if everybody starts being himself. That's what I'm worried about. Authenticity is key. But yeah, some people who don't have any breaks. Uh, you know, install. Then, then you really start out seeing how fucked up this world is. <laughs> yeah, the guy that was only, he was trying not to watch donkey porns, like, fuck it, I'm doing it. He's Sergio. like, yeah, boy. He said, be yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, well, well <laughs> thank you. Be your, how about this? Be Don't behave, be your best self. Be your there authentic you. self. <laughs> Unless your authentic self is as CG said, a murderer or a serial killer. Yeah, then chill back. Then chill back. Yeah, chill back. Like, slow, your, slow your roll a little bit. Uh, <laughs> slow your roll. You know what? You know, you you would have been great in the movie, you know, uh, uh, Silence of the Lambs. They would have sent you in instead of Jodie Foster. You would have just went like this. You would have just said, hey, Hannibal, slow your roll. I'm like, yo, can we, can we just chillax? <laughs> can somebody just chillax over here? You would have died immediately. Anyone who says shellac, shellac is the worst word Hannibal's ever. first meal. That's why it's say. perfect for the cop to come in and ask if Hannibal could shellac for a second. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I, sincerely, I sincerely hope that those of you that are watching this will give me and Kate and CG some feedback by writing something on Twitter at Don't Behave or writing something on Instagram. Of yeah. course, I prefer the positive things, but I accept everything. <laughs> and where will I'll we take all the negative? <laughs> it's all good. Folks. Negative. I know. I know. I, I want to accentuate the positive. <laughs> it gives CG the negative. I accentuate <laughs> the positive. So, uh, and where do we watch this? Is this on YouTube? Where is this? That we... You can find this podcast on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify. What am I missing? Um, YouTube, I think it's on also. Is it on YouTube? It's it? not. I sometimes put stuff up on YouTube, okay. but oh, I haven't so. been as on top of that. Oh, but Spotify. I'll have, 
And I'll when have clips this... of this too. So. Okay, so this will this be presented it's in its entirety or do we... not the visual, but the audio, yes. The audio in its entirety. You did not say anything self-damning. You are hysterical. No, listen, can I tell you something? Thank you for saying it. Uh, I stand by what I said, and that's one of the that's that's also very important. It, I believe in what I said, and I know sometimes people take me the wrong way, but I hope you felt. I hope you listen not just with with your eyes and your ears, with your heart, because yes. uh, you and I'll, I can tell you, you guys are great people. <laughs> and so I'm their friend. Listen with your tits and dicks. Yeah, yeah, so, uh, yeah. Well, you kind of get the mad, and I'm their friend, so it's like <laughs> secondary smoke. So if you enjoyed them, you have to enjoy me because I'm secondary smoke. I'm their friend. Yeah. <laughs> um, everyone, thank you so much for listening, and that's all. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>